Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs hello and welcome to be bonfire entrepreneurs with your host kk kajal khurana and our guest today is an author speaker founder and a podcast host his name is sam kamani welcome to our show sam thank you kajal thank you for inviting me and it's great to be here great to be on your show it's a pleasure sam please tell our audience who sam kamani is Yes so as casual says my name is Sam I'm originally from India but the last about 19 20 years I've been in New Zealand I've worked a little bit in US in India in Thailand and New Zealand and currently I am co-founder and CEO of Product Done where we build software products such as SaaS products mobile apps for other entrepreneurs and tech startup founders mm-hmm. I also have a new podcast that I launched earlier this month in June 2020 it is called Want Money Got Money with Sam Kamani so wow. in Want Money Got Money where i interview other successful startup founders who have already managed to raise money for their startup and built a company out of nothing or they are the investors who invest in such founders because i wanted to get insights from you know founders like how do they go about doing things what makes them successful what mistakes they make and also find out from investors you know what do they see in someone that makes them invest their money or their funds in that young person so so yeah so that's what i started i am also author of the amazon best seller 30 day startup so far 10300 people have bought it or downloaded it on wow. amazon and a couple of months ago i launched my second book business in the time of corona that's when everyone was in lockdown so i wrote this book from the angle of how to pivot so what you can do to pivot and you know take advantage of this disruption because disruptions are going to happen and right. you know why not take this opportunity to pivot so you come out stronger out of this whole situation that our planet is going through Amazing. so yeah so that's 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 about me That's amazing. I am sure lot of our entrepreneurs would want to know how can they actually raise funds for their ideas or if they have a product. Can you please give them some advice? Absolutely. Yes. So 
one of my book that I showed the 30 day startup in that I talk a lot about building an MVP. MVP means minimum viable product. Right. So what the concept is that you might have a very grand, a very big idea, but you still don't know whether people want it or not. Right. Asking people will only give you so much result because, you know, um, if I go and tell my mom that I want to do something or build something, she loves me. So she'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fantastic idea. Go and do it kind of thing. So you don't get the real answers by just asking people. So, so this idea of MVP is that you build a small prototype or a small sample of what your product will do, whether it's a physical product or a tech product. And, and then you see if people are interested in it. Then you see if people uh, let people even pre-order it and see if people will pay money for it. Because a lot of people would do lip service and just say, oh yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll use it. But right. when it really comes time to pay money, they're like, oh, hold on. I've got to go somewhere. I'm, I'm yeah. getting a phone call. And then they disappear. <laughs> so to avoid that, you know, build an MVP and get it tested. So once you have that, you have concrete proof that yes, there are, I've got 500 pre-orders or whatever it might be. And then you, if you go with that to, a, um, to an investor, like an angel investor or, or even friends and family that, okay, this is what I want to build. I've, I know it's going to be successful because I've got 500 or 1000 people waiting to buy it. They've already given me a deposit for it. So if you help me build, you will get a small stake in my company and, and so on. Now, this is a very simplified version. Of what <laughs> I was just really about to say. <laughs> yes, everything is easier said than done. But this is in, in short, what right does happen of course people have their own journey just like you have your own journey where you have spent seven years in singapore and before that in middle east and india and and all around you know so you have a journey which has led you to this point which made you into an author a podcast host and right. it is the same with every single founder because of my company i talk with two or three founders every single day and they all have a long journey of 10, 15 years that, you know, that where they went from one product to another to from one unsuccessful venture to another and right. every point they kept learning and kept improving. And that's where, that's why they are where they are. So yeah, so that's what I do in my podcast. I look for these sort of interesting founders and interview them and find, right. try and find out, you know, what is making some people successful over others. So, right, yeah. right. Very interesting. You said uh, you have to think about a minimal viable product and test it. So how much does it cost to do all these things? People might say, okay, I have this idea or I have, to, I have this product, but even to have a product and do the testing, there are some costs involved, right? So some people yes. really don't have any resources. What do you have to say to them? Absolutely. So, you know, the most common question that I get asked is how much will it cost to build my app or build my product, whether it's right. a SaaS product or a software or whatever it is. And every day I get asked that few times. So the answer is the same as how much will it cost to make build a house? The question is, where are you building the house? Is it in, you know, is it in Singapore, Philippines, Hyderabad, or 
Beverly Hills, you know, is this a one room unit with just everything in just one room or is it have five swimming pools and two tennis courts and a golf course and everything attached to it? So it has, you know, what materials is it going to be built out of? What use will you have? All sorts of things go in it. So there is no such thing as standard. So many founders managed to build it themselves within 30 days. That's why my book is called The 30 Day Startup, Mm -hmm. which is full of stories of companies that have ended up becoming billion dollar companies who, Mm -hmm. which started, and even some smaller companies, small to medium sized companies who ended up becoming 20, 40 million dollar companies. They started with a minimum viable product. And these are tech startups, software tech startups which started with with nothing and Mm. they built like just a sort of a proof of concept or a very small prototype they built it with two or three friends together so they spent like zero dollars and i still build things using sometimes no code solutions just for myself for fun I have, you know, I would really want to help other founders and investors. So I thought, okay, I'll build, I'll test it out. I'll build a, a website, which is like a marketplace, which where investors can find startups who want money and yeah. um, founders can, and startups can find investors who provide finances to right. startups. So I built startupfunding.co.nz. It took me like seven hours or something, seven, eight hours to build the whole website. Um, That's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So it's like sometimes a lot of the things do not take a lot of time. And it's like there is this very big sort of a large unicorn, which means a multi-billion dollar company called DoorDash in US, which is food delivery. Mm. And they started with just, you know, a few guys in university. So they just built like a form and where you want something, you just order, order food over this. This is many years ago when only pizza places had food delivery, other places right. didn't. But if you say you wanted to eat Indian or Chinese and they don't have delivery, but these guys would, you fill out that you want to eat this and then they would individually go and they would, you know, run out of their university class as soon as they get an order or th- their phone would ring and then they would go in their old car and buy food and deliver it to someone in an apartment. So so they did this on the back end. There was no algorithm driving it. There was no sophisticated software. It was just a form. And, you know, it right. takes like two hours to build a form online. And so you can do something right. which is partially manual in the back end and mm. just has a facade on the front end. And once there is enough demand, you have enough customers, then you know that, okay, this is, there is something in this. Then build the whole system, build all the different types of apps, hire a designer, make it beautiful. But the first version, if it's taking over 30 days, over a month, it's mm. not an MVP. <laughs> okay. You're building a full product. Okay. And, and the reason why, you know, like, just like a house, where do you want to build the house is right. the same question as what niche is it in? Mm. If it's a, if it is a space related startup, as in like space exploration and you mm. want to build a rocket, you, you cannot build it in 30 days. Right. So it, it depends. It, this is more specific to a tech software product right. um, where mm. you can build something really fast. Mm. So according to you, if I, if I get it right, MVPs are mostly app-based products. 
app or SaaS or software or okay. you could do something in a in a physical product where mm-hmm. you get samples or prototypes or things get 3D printed as a right. as a MVP and stuff. But it right. it starts to get more it get it starts to get harder and more complex. So it depends on what niche and what industry you are right. in. I understand uh, because my, the product you really want the buyers as well. And if you're testing yes. it out, you want them to feel it and, you know, or taste yes. it or whatever. So what yes. are some examples of like good examples of people who started with MVP and who have reached heights of success today? So have you heard of Dropbox? No. <laughs> so but Dropbox, maybe our listeners did. <laughs> yeah, so Dropbox is like Google Drive. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh, that Dropbox. Yes. 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 yes, yes. So, yeah. So Dropbox started with an MVP built in a few hours because the whole product mm-hmm. to build is, is very complex. So he did just a demo of how it would work. So it is just animation and right. take, took that as a pitch to the investors that this is how the product is working and everything mm-hmm. and give me money to, to complete it and get it in hands of people. Mm-hmm. So that demo, so he, all he did was build that demo sort of a thing. So that was his MVP of this mm-hmm. is what would happen. This is how it would work. And it looked like a real product in the demo. So, so demo was just like a screen capture of it was as if it's a real product right, that he's right. using. When so, you said Dropbox, I was thinking about food company again. Either somebody would drop or maybe a courier company. That's why I didn't click in the first. Click in. Uh, that's, that's okay. So yeah, yeah. So that's, that's for about, um, yeah. But there's lots and lots of um, companies out there. Pretty much most of the tech startups start mm-hmm. with some form of a prototype. Interesting. So Sam, we have been talking about helping entrepreneurs. I'm sure our listeners have been inspired by now that if they have an idea, they can, you know, start. It's interesting. But apart from that, talk Mm -hmm. to us about what challenges you had faced in your career as an entrepreneur. Uh, Okay. So as an entrepreneur, it is, as you know, it is a, it is a journey. It is not a destination that you are going to reach and you will feel like you have made it. It's like, even if you ask, probably even if you ask Elon Musk, he'll tell you that he still has a lot more ambitions and he would still be seeing himself somewhere in the journey. So, you know, that is the key thing most young or new entrepreneurs need to understand that you are not going to finish in this journey and you, you have never just ending. <laughs> it's it a never is ending. a never ending journey yeah, yes right. <laughs> it, it is yeah it is it is never that you would feel that you have made it now you can just kick back and relax mm-hmm. and all that so like the social an, media says it i mean shows it oh i'm yes. just enjoying my holidays on the beach i'm traveling i don't yes. like you know no no the thing is it it does come down to to self self awareness if you like for me i in i really enjoy doing what i do just like i'm pretty sure with your podcast you really enjoy doing it it is it. not that yeah yeah so it is not work anymore it is right. not, it's not a passion. you know it is not it is a passion it is as fun as going on a on a holiday so okay. 
Yeah, so it's not like you have done 50 episodes, that's it, you have made it, you have done it, that's all. You don't need to do anything ever again. <laughs> so that that is not being an entrepreneur. So first of all, it is it once again comes down to self sort of realization that is this something that you enjoy is solving all sorts of problems because once you become an entrepreneur, you would you will face all sorts of problems, whether it is cash crunch or cash flow issues or issues with your employees or or regulation or politics or bureaucracy or paperwork or you or tax issues or any like accounting issues, you'd face lots and lots of issues. But once you start running a business and start employing people and have thousands of customers, and especially if they are spread all around the world, because um, I've I've run businesses before and startups before and I've had exits before. So every company has different issues and every month there's different, you're fighting some fires somewhere, but that's fine. If you really enjoy it, it's not a problem. It's, it's a, it's the best holidays, the best thing you can, you can do. So that's why it's like, and if you're not really enjoying living this life, then maybe you should, I think, look at, um, are you, maybe you don't have the right idea of being an entrepreneur or maybe employment. Yeah, maybe you should should switch. switch (laughs) Something you like, right? Something you like. Yeah, yeah. Find something that... um, Motivates you. Makes Exactly right. right. Yeah. And also what what you are good at. Right. How do you think mindset plays a role here? So what do you mean by mindset? No, because like, you said we have offer? challenges, right? You also yes. face so many challenges. No entrepreneur's journey has been smooth. So what is the role of mindset in dealing with these challenges or moving the needle forward in your business or achieving the yeah. success you desire? Absolutely. So, you know, my latest book, Business in the Time of Corona, this right. one, it's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, this one, I wrote it from the perspective of how you should pivot to, you know, whenever there is disruption, recession or, or anything like that. However, when I was looking at cases of hundreds of different businesses and how they pivot and everything, mm-hmm. one thing kept coming back over and over again, and that is persistence and grit. Mm-hmm. And like nine times out of 10, Maybe once you might need to pivot, but the remaining nine times you need to just persist and keep going because it's like PewDiePie, who's the world's biggest YouTuber. He's got the biggest channel, bigger than ESPN Sports or any any, any other or TCs or any other channel, 106 million followers. Wow. That's the biggest YouTube channel in the world. He has been doing it for now 10 years. And every single day he uploads his a new episode. Now, if he gave up after two or three years, he had less than like, he had 20, 30,000 subscribers or followers or whatever you call. So if he gave up in the first three or four years, that's what it would be. But he didn't. And so that's why he is where he is today. Now, he is not very sophisticated, but he understands his audience. He uses a low-res camera and he doesn't have a fancy setup and he sits on the floor sometimes recording his video and, you know, but he absolutely understands his audience and he has shown um, persistence and commitment that most people cannot show. Most people give up after two or three videos 
and so that that's where it comes down to and it is the same thing with in in the world of business or podcasting or social media influencing or whatever doesn't matter what you do if you cannot commit to it yourself don't know what you were capable of of reaching the second thing he was able to stay that persistent and committed is because he was enjoying it the reason why you have reached 50 episodes probably six months earlier is because you enjoyed it so it was a lot easier for you to keep doing it so yeah so we need to find something which is something that we enjoy as well as something that we are good at which is at the cross section of at at those two things and that's something I talk in my book about as well that don't just follow your passion because you know you're like if my passion is to I don't know play basketball but I'm five foot ten or five foot eleven and I'm not very athletic and I'm 40 years old so it's not going to happen I cannot play for NBA but I should look at what I'm good at as well as what I enjoy. So mm-hmm. I like talking, I enjoy talking. Plus I have got a huge background in startups for over, I've got like over a decade and a half of experience. And I, so I can use and I can find something that is at the cross section of these two things. Mm-hmm. And I'm much more likely to find success in that. So, right. yep. So you write books as well, uh, and I'm sure you read books. So yes. what is one quote you really like or which inspired you or it, it was stuck with you? Do you have a favorite quote? Yes. So um, I can give you the, the, the gist of it. I don't exactly remember the exact wording of this quote. So one book that I do recommend is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm -hmm. And it is about the difference between action and motion. Mm -hmm. Always go for action, not motion. So motion is when it seems like action, but you are not getting anywhere. So it's like... To, you're to moving, give but you're not reaching anywhere. Yes. I'll give you some concrete, real examples of difference between action and motion. So me saying that I and I'm planning that I'll do exercises these days of the week and I'll start going to gym from this day and I'll do these and doing all that sort of planning and talking to people about it and watching videos of it and, and all that, all that is just motion. Right. When I get down on the floor and I do my first push up and first squat and first sit up, that is real action. And mm-hmm. action is what produces results. So and true. people do this all the time in every field. It's like planning for an episode and planning for and doing things like oh I'll do this and I'll do that and talking to people about it but until you do the real action and Mm. it's same thing in sales doing all the planning for sales but until you pick up the phone and call that client and talk with them it is all just motion so so yeah find the difference between what you are doing introspect your day and see what you are doing which is motion and eliminate that and just do go straight for action. Right. So motion is more like just thinking and not doing anything and actually yes. like doing it. Nice. Yes. So, because motion can give us this sort of false sense of security that, oh yeah, we are doing something yeah. about it. So something will happen. True, <laughs> but true. yeah. 
Sam, we don't have much time. Before we yes. say bye to you, what is one piece of advice you want to give to aspiring entrepreneurs to escape burnouts? To escape burnouts. Okay, so this is actually a system which I have given in my book. And first, there's only four things you in, in this system. One is surround yourself with other optimistic people because right. if you surround yourself in your brain and just reading about negative things online and, and with other negative people, your brain is likely to focus on just negative things. And right. then it would be very hard for your brain to come up with a positive, new, innovative solution to pivot or to, to move on. Right. The, the second thing is realize that a lot of things are very formal, whether it is something someone said on social media or, or whatever recession or whatever you're going through or you've just lost your job, that all this is just this, all this too shall pass, yeah. that all this will be just in your distant memory. And then the third one is break down your goals into smaller chunks mm -hmm. that you can easily achieve in something within a, within a day or right now that you can get started, start right. working on. So you can start producing action around it. So yeah, I think I, I'd just rather stop at three because <laughs> otherwise okay. it will be a bit of overload. But yeah, right. so just the three. So surround yourself with yeah, surrounding yeah, yourself. Like Jim Rohn also says, you are the, uh, you know. Uh, five people uh, you spend yeah. the most time with. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. So very interesting. Thank you so much, Sam. Please tell our audience, where can they find you if they want to get in touch with you? Yes. So you can look for me, Sam Kamani, either on LinkedIn or in Apple or any podcasting platform. My podcast is called Want Money, Got Money. And yeah, on my LinkedIn should give you links to any of the books I've written or my company's website address is productdone.com. Oh. Feel free to reach out to me or yeah, you can even find me on Twitter or anywhere, Sam Kamani. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to put those links in our show notes so our audience can just copy paste. Awesome. Sure. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs will get in touch with you because they will want to know how they can get fundings. It's interesting yes. what you're doing. Thank you so much, Sam. It was nice talking to you. Likewise. Really nice talking with you Thank as well. You. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose? Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.